Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Steve Fears, with the feed up, enjoying life in the off-season. But of course, this is the AFL and there is no off-season. That is how they want it so they can keep their thumb on the other sports and grind them into dust. Someone who's not under the thumb. Well, he might be. I don't know. You can fill us in. Jonathan Crockett, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, no, not really under the thumb. Just now, now with a child involved, involved, you've got to run things by HR and get the uh, tick of approval before before anything major, like going down to the pub for a drink or anything like that. But no, all good. And thank you, Collingwood. Thumbs up, getting the uh, the Bulldogs into the finals. How's that for bed shit? That's going to be the biggest bed shit of the year. I'd say it would be, but. Um... All you yeah, had to do was win one just, game in one game in four weeks. That's all you Colling, had to do. Collingwood have just run teams over. Like it was like you were just like, well, we're just going to wait for this to happen. Well, that was the thing. Like, I was watching the game, and then like third quarter, I think Carlton, yeah, twenty odd points up. I'm like, well, this game's done and dusted. Turned it off, and I, and then, I, I never <laughs> felt like that because I had needed Carlton in my tips, and uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Fucking what are we doing this week? Uh, we're doing good vibes, bad vibes, but uh, we got a little bit of uh, housekeeping to ca- take care of first. Long-time listener TWR has asked to give his... He's doing a quiz night fundraiser uh, for can- cancer research. He lost a mate to cancer. He runs this night, uh, and they have they auction off memorabilia. They've got some Lockie Neal signed boots. They've got signed jumpers from Melbourne, the Bulldogs, and Collingwood. You can hit it up on his Instagram feed at Rough Riders Quiz. Now it is R-U-F-R-I-D-E-R-S Quiz. Uh, if you're interested in some memorabilia and supporting a great cause, it's very close to his heart. And um, he did he did ask us to to mention that it's uh, one of his his pet projects. And of course, he's been a long time listener. So if you're in for some signed memorabilia. At Rough Riders Quiz on the Instagram. Yeah, I actually checked out the website before before we got to recording, and they've already raised fifteen grand and looking for a target goal of seventy five thousand. And um, yeah, I'm 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 actually pretty keen to look at throwing some cash that way. He said there was some pretty cool shit. So, uh... well, I had a look. They had like some like I think last year they did like a yearly thing. They had some like. Not in your sort of wheelbag, Steve, but had um, signed cricket um, test match jerseys from players and all yep. that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, looked really good. So, uh, have a look at the website. It was really good as well. Just follow the link on their Instagram page. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, love that. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I, lots of, a lot of work, that sort of stuff. Uh, players have been retiring. Ben Rutten's out. Alistair Clarkson's in. Trade speculation's going off its tits. But Jonathan, we got a movie to review. We do, yeah, we do. Uh, for those who haven't been following along, there's been a new Predator movie, not released under a Predator title, but they've slightly changed it, called Prey. Um, the premise is they've gone back to Native American Indian times, the Comanche Comanche warriors, and you know America's being settled by the by the British and everyone else, and. Um, along comes a predator 
looking to looking to get his trophies and um you, you know you got the typical male the male dominance role saying you know we're the we're the best hunters and women you know you stick to cooking and all that sort of stuff and this this young oh, I'll say young you know I'm pretty old now so I'll call it young well it's a coming of age coming of age yeah, yeah. so she yeah uh, she goes no no I can hunt pretty well as well and you know she's trained her dog to you know look for tracks and all this sort of stuff and it was actually a really good take on the movie like we you know you normally you predator the movies it's just he's a bunch of macho guys and he kills people but this is sort of like an introduction of how a predator hunts like he gets to the planet and he sees um like a wolf attacking a rabbit he kills the rabbit and then he sort of upscales towards a human as being the best hunter of of where he's at at the time and then yeah shenanigans ensue don't they steve yeah it was i really enjoyed it it was a good story um Predator movies, I mean, you enjoy them. They're not, you know, winning any Oscars, but I enjoyed the story enough on this one as well. And some of the kills were, you know, you're just laughing, you just love it, you absolutely love yeah. the Predator. Well, even, uh, so, the, even the yeah. tech side of it, like, it, you know, it didn't have like the plasma caster, he had like the low tech stuff, like arrows coming out of his shooter and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it was good that way as well. Well, it was, I thought the other one, like, was it the last one? It was sort of pumped up, pretty hyped up, and it, to me, it just sort of failed. The Predator, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it didn't, I, I like this one a lot more. It was more like that Adrian Brody one. Yeah. I, like, I like that one as well, and, and that was good. So, yeah, I, yeah, it was a good movie. Check it out. And if, and if you do like those timepiece sort of Predator ones, there's actually like a, a YouTube um, indie film. Well, just a short film that they go back between when the Crusades are on between the Knights Templar and the um, I'm going to say Muslims. I think it is the Crusades, and they band together to fight a predator. So, like, if you watch it, it's like a Knights Templar fights a predator, like in hand-to-hand combat. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, good vibes, bad vibes. Just the two of us. That was possible. Didn't didn't come through, but anyway. Uh, good vibes, bad vibes. Hunter Clark finished the season. <laughs> Apparently, like he started, a bag of shit. So, what injured or injured? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> got shit again. Anyway, Jono, why don't you kick us off? What do you, did you have? So we got three players each. Did you do two good or two bad? I've gone, I've gone one and one. But there's two. I really. It's not so much that I've chosen. I, it's it's like a roundtable discussion that we can talk talk about with two players. Alrighty, let's go. Kicks off with a good vibe then. Good vibe. Uh, it's got to be Romarsh, doesn't it? We saw, we saw um, Paddy Re- Paddy Ryder retire, or Brad Hill, if you're um, nine sports, um, retire over the weekend. And I did all this before the teams were announced, and we saw Tom Campbell get announced. But I'm still I'm still all in on Romarsh next year. There's a chance he retains his forward status, and if that's the case, then he is going to be a massive, massive chance for a first round pick. I'm not saying top first four picks, but back end of the first round. <clears throat> when we see him as a solo, solo ruckman, he absolutely dominates. Gets around the grounds, contested marks, goes forwards, kicks goals. Sort of like what Max Gorn and Tim English do. They just play everywhere and just rack up the points left, right, and centre. Barely spending time. On the ball, uh, sorry, on the bench. So, 
I'm all in on Ray Marsh for next year if Ben Rutten, uh, Ben Rutten, uh, Ratten. Yeah, Brett Ratten, Brett Ratten doesn't play Tommy Campbell. But I think they just, I don't know what the hell that Tommy Campbell move was all about. They they don't want to, this is my problem is like, it, it seems obvious, right? But obviously Ray Marsh, local guy, used to work with one of his mates. They don't want to play him in the ruck. Now, obviously moves can change and all that. But that's always been the word. They never wanted to play him in the ruck. They want to play him as a forward who goes into the ruck. So i got to think there's a move for a ruck there. Obviously, see how things shake out. If what you're saying is true, um, you know, if what you say works out, then, yeah, he'll be a mm. top pick for sure if he's got the forward status. I just... All the whispers around town about how they want to play him is just... That's not how they want to use him. So I'd never have the... I don't know. You pick him up mid-year. This year, I think we spoke about trading for him because of what Paddy Ryder typically happens, and it did happen. But, mm. you know, you don't want to spend a first-round capital on that sort of hope. No. So you're saying Brody Grundy to St Kilda. Heard it here first. Could, could be. Could <laughs> be. <laughs> they, they should have just kept Hannah's, traded off Hannah's for, for Brody Grundy. That would oh, <laughs> Massive. <laughs> anyway, I got some good vibes on uh, Tom Green. Uh, star of Freddie Got Fingered. He, um, <laughs> you know, he's improved year on year. Uh, he's an integral CVA player there. But obviously what we're looking at is Taranto and Hopper. It's strongly rumored that they'll, they'll be leaving GWS. And usually when it's strongly rumored like that, it, it tends to happen. Now, if one of them stays, it's probably a bit more, a bit of a check check this good vibe but i i got no doubt that they'll probably make their way out to a melbourne club and and uh possibly tanner Bruin as well but tommy green just elite ball winner if you can pick up that other the other parts of his games like more tackles he's pretty good at getting the marks around the ground uh so that sort of thing helps and he's been very rosterable this year and he and he sort of i guess you'd call it a mini breakout mm. but if those tapered, two guys the second half didn't he sorry he tapered off in that second half. Oh, it, it was all right. He, he just had a hot patch through the middle, really, more than anything. He was fine. And, um, you know, those guys came back. Like, Hopper came back and Serrano came back and, and Whitfield mm. was back. So there was guys came back and could could take the ball. That's what I'm sort of saying. If you've got a couple of ball winners out, I know Hopper didn't play most of the year, but a couple of good inside players and, and certainly Serrano finds a heap at the ball around the ground as well. Uh, Tom, Tom Green could be... You know, one of those guys who moves into the, you know, almost primo category. Yeah, I like it. Like, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago when things we noticed and I saw that Tom Green had tapered off. You know, he's still young, only a couple of years in the system, a bit of puppy fat, can't run out. Run out the years when we were talking about those season guys like your Pendlebury's, um, Selwoods and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, another preseason under his belt. He's going to be... Interesting where you take him next year. I think, I think you got to really find that sweet spot. Like you might get burnt if you take him a little bit too early, or you can just miss the boat completely going, going the other way. Yeah, well, I mean, you always look for those breakout guys, but sometimes it works out like Sarong, where it just kind of didn't happen, right? Mm. Yeah. Also, also that um, that preseason hype, you know. The salary cap is around and all those things. They could hype him up. Yeah, players I, do. Play, I don't know if it. Like, I think it does get affected in draft. Like, the salary cap hype does affect 
draft capital. Oh, for sure. I 100% agree. It's just, it didn't make sense to me this year because none of those guys had left. Mm. Like if they, and, and like he was good enough to step up and that's fine. But if these guys leave, well, then it's all systems go, I would have thought. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Who are you a bit down on, Jono? Oh, fire up the uh, Twitter notifications because I've got some bad vibes on Rory Laird this, for next year. Now, this is a guy who went 121. AFL Fantasy, 128 Supercoach. Best years. He's number one player in both formats. Number two for total tackles in the competition. Only behind his teammate in Sam Berry. Um, we've spoken about this on the pod, that sustainability of, of all these things. Like He averaged eight tackles a game, 33 possessions. That's record numbers for him. Like He's gone... He has done um, above 30... 31-32 before, only three times. Yes, he's in the inside mid, he's getting the clearances and that, but we've seen it with Jack Steele. Eight tackles a game is uns- a game is unsustainable. Like Jack Steele came back to the pack a little bit. Um, is he going to be kicking it more? Like How he's going to get those possessions? If he is in the inside mid, um, handballs, whatever. I'm not about it. Like... Um, Career-wise, Steve, this is interesting. He's only averaged 3.4 tackles. Mind you, that's predominantly playing, off, predominantly playing off the halfback. I know, I know, I know. But in 2021, he averaged six tackles. 2020, um, 2021, he averaged six tackles. 2020, he averaged four tackles. The rest have been about two and a half. So they were increasing once he got that inside mid-time, but eight a game, I think it's going to be somewhere in between. So points dropped there. Um. All I, all I heard was he went from four to six to eight. Next step, ten. That's if these trends continue. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I th- I'm going to say Devin Smith's going to be the record holder. I think he went 8.8. That's the record. But look, this is his 10th year. Like He's not getting any younger. Adelaide are an improving team. You've got Saligo, uh, Sam Berry, Ben Keys, who got pushed out of that midfield, as well as uh, Rochelle, who's developing. So... Yes, he's going to be the number one guy in there, but if you're taking him in those first three to four picks, I don't think that 120 is going to be there. I think it's going to come back to the pack. It'll be between that 128 and 116, which he's been averaging. So I'm I'm, I'm not about it for next year. Really? Yeah, okay. Look, you make the right points, but you also sort of laid it out like he's not the one they've moved out. No, Ben Keyes is, is bad juju, but... I don't think it's sustainable, especially when they're going to be... Like, Sam Berry, he's the number one tackle in the game, and they're going to have him inside mid the whole time. Again, he's the same. Can't be You can't build your game on tackles all the time, so he might get start getting... Like, these guys developing is going to start getting more of the ball, ball as well. So it's just going to drop a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so instead of 33 possessions, it's going to come down to 29, 28, 29 a game. And maybe five to six tackles. Fuck, that's I a re- lot of points. I reckon in, points. I reckon in AFL fantasy, I'd have a hard time not taking him first. Okay, it'd be interesting. Who would you take first over him in AFL fantasy? Yeah, AFL fantasy. Definitely not Jack McRae anymore. Oh shit! No. <laughs> How did he escape the bad vibes? Well, do you know what's funny? I think. Andy Brayshaw's second overall for AFL Fantasy at 113 average. 
It's like an eight-point gap. Yeah. He's absolutely not... He's the number one pick next year. Oh, he will be, but I just don't think that value's going to be there. Well, it's hard. To, it's, it's kind of hard to like go up when you're like eight points clear of second. I know. Hey, Tom Mitchell's done it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. Yeah. Tom Mitchell definitely done it. But yeah, I, I I don't see him going better than that, especially if Adelaide's an improving team. Well, I don't think so. But like you laid out, he could drop back to 115 quite easily and still be the best player. Quite, quite. Yeah, but I think Andy Brayshaw gets better as well next year. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I can get around that. My bad vibes, Dustin Martin. Ooh, some low hanging fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's the off season. Sometimes you just want to get a few things. I've been listening to the old shows to put together. You suck, and I'm like, sometimes you just want to get things right. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So yeah, look, he'll have the forward status, but he is starting to rack up uh, the missed games uh, over the last couple of years. The, the rumours of Richmond trying to add an inside mid, that can't be good. Shea Bolton's really just taking it to the next level. He, and look, he could play more forward, but Dustin Martin's mid-time just absolutely fell off a cliff this year. It just wasn't there. Uh, maybe that was just because he was injured or whatever. I don't know. But it's it's hard to see him being what he was when he's such an effective forward. I just think they'll, they'll roll him there and um, yeah. move forward with a younger midfield. They're sort of... Turning over their list a little bit, I'd suspect. Um, I know there's still the old heads there, but they're reinvigorating their their list to have another push. I'd suspect for next year, especially with guys like Timmy Torano on the on the way potentially. So I just can't yeah, see Dustin yeah. Martin being that big inside mid that he was in in years past. No, I agree. Like, what is he? Thirty, thirty one. Soft tissue starting to present themselves. Um, yeah, and as you said, potentially Timmy Torrance or Coming in, it's it's done and dusted for Dusty, in my opinion. I agree. Done and, done and dusted. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting where he falls in drafts. I think his name value will keep him up there. And I, again, one thing I did get very, very right this year was having Toby Green outside my top 30 forwards at the start of this year. And, you know, we sort of debated pretty hard about it at the start of the year. Um, sometimes name value just keeps someone up the list when realistically they should be trending the other way. See, Dusty can be sort of like a Cyril type going... This is more super coach than AFL fantasy. Like, all he'll need is maybe 15 disposals and two goals, and that'll give him maybe a 90. And that's something I... You know, it's not F1, F2, but it'll be on that F2, F2, F3 turn sort of thing next year, and that that could win you some matchups, like... Like, you know, in in a crux, like, they throw Dusty in the midfield to win a game and pumps out a 120 for you. It's, there is some value going forward for him, but, yeah, definitely not the Dusty of old. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So who, who did you want to discuss, Johnny? Did you want to do that first, or did you want me just to run through my last guy and then we can have a spitball? Yeah, there's a few, yeah go through your last guy because there's actually quite a few spitballs um, with implications for next year. All right, fair enough. So my last vibe's Darcy Cameron, and I got good vibes about Darcy Cameron, uh, which is amazing because all year we were sort of like, when do we trade Darcy Cameron? When do we trade Darcy Cameron? Mm-hmm. Um, but if Grundy's exploring his options, like, uh, holy shit. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Like, who, who would have thought that was a storyline? Especially like... 
for keeper leagues and, and so forth, like I, I can't believe it, to be honest, that he wouldn't be there after just penning a massive deal. Uh, you'd have to imagine Collingwood would have to eat some of that contract, which uh, is I just think the reports they said they'll pay three hundred grand of oh, the mill. Well, well, who knows? That's just speculation, but um, it's it's just bizarre to me. But the the other thing that's really interesting, like he'll obviously only have ruck status next year, or presumably only have ruck status next year, but he's kind of buried on the averages list. Like he was at the start of this round R eleven. But if you take away those games he played when he was just a forward, when Grundy was in the team, he's actually there's three there's three guys who are averaging ninety three who would be the R three through five. He's averaging the same as them, so hmm. like you might be getting actually a pretty sweet discount. I know this podcast will talk about those sort of things, and I'm sure all the salary cap podcasts will talk about that as a as a bit of value. Um, but right now it looks looks interesting. The reports we're hearing, Collingwood are trying to add Dan McStay. He's not a ruckman. Uh, they're trying to add Tim Tirano. He's a midfielder, not a ruckman. Like, you know, there's no noise around them trying to add a ruckman. I don't even know who their backup. Well, you got Mason Cox, but geez, like he's 31, and I don't even know who the who the third stringer is at Collingwood. So it's just, um, I mean, I'm sure there's uh, is it that Beg, the kid Beg, Aiden Beg. Oh, good, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, but he won't be ready. Like they no. didn't, didn't want to give him a game this year. So, it's uh, wow, just interesting that Darcy Cameron could have been, could be still something next year. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, but I probably wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. But um, well, it's just a vibe. Just a vibe. It is a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. But yeah, a vibe. But. Yeah, you know, even though it was a, a like a late round ruck truther, he's probably not one I'd be. Oh, look, he might even get overdrafted next year. Well, that's possible. That's possible. It's just it like the reason I went with this one over a few others is because the narrative all year was ship this guy at the right time, but he delivered. he he delivered all year for you. And he, he never... he's, the, he's the new poster boy of the draft doctors in you know Cam Cam Pedersen two point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're doing the Richmond thing, and like Nank is Nank's always fine if he's on his own. Yeah, and yeah, probably right. Cameron maybe is is probably a better forward. Oh, yeah, I suppose they do need a tall target down there. Well, that's if they bring in McStay, they got you, you know, like it just sort yeah, of winds up yeah. for him. So anyway, that's all I'm saying about Darcy Cameron, Jono Vibus. Good vibes, LDU. Like we saw the breakout year this year. If Clarko brings that same game plan that he brought from the Hawks, that kick mark style, their inside mids were brilliant when in the golden years of Hawthorne, like you know, your Hodges, your Lewis, your Mitchells, so you think they're gonna build the team around him and Horn Francis. Uh, Cunnington's gonna be there, but you know, he's getting a bit long in the tooth, so maybe another year or two, but I think LDU is going to be that the next big thing there, and I've got a lot of good vibes about him. Probably spoken about him, I think last year or the year before when he had forward status. Um, might have been two years ago, but yeah, thought he was going to get the big bump last year, but didn't. But this year, yeah, certainly broke out and absolutely smashed it. So good vibes about him. Uh, hopefully, Clarko Clarko likes his midfielder, so deploying pretty well, unless he. 
Could you imagine if they threw Cunnington in halfback like they did with Hodgie in his? No, no, I can't. <laughs> it's just the worst move ever. Yeah, yeah. LDU is going to be interesting. I've seen a lot of hype on him. We actually had him uh, as a sleeper pick on uh, the preseason show last year. So yeah, he um, like the second half's been just hot fire. Yeah, um, I'm pretty hot at him. And the other two that we'll, we've mentioned is, is Hopper and, and Taranto. So we talked about this in the uh, the chat. Like, Ideally, I, well, I said Hopper to Essendon would be a good fit there, you know, for that inside ball. But you said that, you know, they've got two plus they've recruited one. So i probably not the best fit for um, for Hopper there. But you, you mentioned Geelong, which is actually a really good fit for Hopper if that if those rumors are actually true. I'm just not a huge Hopper guy. Like he's fine as like one of your like he's obviously a better super coach pick. Um I'm just I not a huge about here. the other guys on here. It's all about super coaches pod. <laughs> Murdoch ball. <laughs> we gotta get in with them, do we? Yeah, I don't know. Um like get in with like a gambling company before I got in with them. <laughs> um, again sorry we've been in with them all but yeah I don't know I'm just not a huge hopper guy yeah no I'm all, if he goes to the right team I'm, I'd be chips in on him like I, I was pretty chips in on him this year and luckily someone drafted him before I drafted him and didn't get that burn but yeah I was pretty, actually pretty hot on him this year yeah, fair enough. Fair Just enough. the numbers are there. and <clears throat> We spoke about Taranto's. I think you said it's Collingwood-Richmond that are looking at him. Yeah. If he goes to Eli's clubs, I think it's going to be win-win. Like Colling- uh, Richmond, you see you know, Martin getting long in the tooth. Cochin's probably their number one. Or Prestia, injury-prone. But you get Taranto in that midfield, It's that's awesome. Uh, Collingwood-Taylor Adams, he's pretty, pretty injury-prone. So at least it gives them something in that midfield so yeah I'll be pretty hot on both of them for next year yeah it's really interesting because they don't really play the most fantasy friendly games so both those teams yeah mm. so but, like he's he's got a career high of that 112 he's had the 107 uh, obviously this year being interrupted with, with injury he's obviously a fantasy beast more so than super coach but we've seen, we've seen it even from Prestia like when he's fit in a non-fantasy friendly team, he actually scores quite well. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's all about that role. Um, mm. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what role he actually does get. If it is just pure inside mid or that hybrid Dustin Martin role, forward mid. Well, he wouldn't be playing like one out like Dustin Martin does. Oh God, no. <laughs> no, you'd have to be, you'd have to be a bit more on ball friendly than that. You'd would have thought. So yeah, oh, look, who knows? Tell you who I'm not really got. I don't have good vibes on for next year. Jack McRae. It's hard to have good vibes on a dude who's ended the year. That shit. All those yeah. all those Dunkley rumors have just dried up too. Uh, yeah. Look, you know we don't know what's going on inside a football club. So McRae, McRae was there at centre bounce on that day against Hawthorne, who's normally a pretty decent matchup. But it's all about Josh Dunkley. I think they've just gone. Here's the inside mid-time. Uh, sign a new contract, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, I that's how I see it, as someone looking from the outside. 
Yeah, it's always funny this time of year. It's like the Adelaide going after rank, and it's like, yeah, that that's what's going to get Adelaide back into finals contention. An eight hundred thousand dollars small forward when they've got a, a couple of good ones there already as well. If like if if he goes, like holy shit, what what good news for Elijah Hollands? Oh, freaking oath, freaking oath. He's uh, they did right. They 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 got. They did well, though, the Gold Coast Suns this year, considering what they had. Well, when you when you started the year, you go, oh, you've got your forward lines now, Levi and Chol, Chol. and they just dominate. Well, not dominate, you know, use the word dominate loosely, but they went pretty bloody well. Exceeded expectations. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So, um, yeah, we'll get, we might keep, we might keep Cholly around. Levi might just. Playing the no, magoos. Well, you're not going to have the holy trinity of King Chol and Casbol in that forward line. One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting time for the Suns. We'll see what happens. It's a shame that it's kind of funny because I was sort of reading Adelaide fans getting all salty. Oh, why is it a shame? Oh, it's not a Melbourne club. It's a shame because the Suns are obviously on the right track. You knobs. That's oh, why yeah. it's a shame. Is this the first time they've? Finish higher on the ladder than GWS? Or was it maybe that Gary Ablett year where they just pit? When he got injured. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, yeah they, fin- they, they did well. But they're just, good. they're on the right track. That's it, Jonah. They just need their entire back line not to fall apart. <laughs> just at <laughs> one point. <laughs> That'd be a great thing if their whole fucking back line didn't break their knees. Yeah, yeah. Can we borrow some of those? Those guys to the Bulldogs because, man, the efforts of Zane Cordy today should never be seen on a football field ever again. Didn't you just like hand over like you're developing intercept backman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Sam Darcy. He's he's one to watch. Okay. Bevo, the master coach, put him forward, kicked two or three snags in a minute. Unreal. <laughs> Master coach, Bevo. Words we <laughs> frequently use. Anyway, onto the Twitter questions. Matty says, Ed Richards, aka the stream team Talisman, is hot, hot fire in 2023. Is he? Yeah, he's got a pretty, he's got a pretty crumb roll now down back there. There's either Dale or Daniel kick to him, and he's the um, he's the new JJ running it off halfback. Yeah, very nice. Adds, my vibes will only be known after the Swans v Saints game. The vibes feel good. He got his third premiership in the last six years to make up for the missed opportunity last year. Well done, Ads. Uh, very nice. May Faz also says, Max Holmes for 2023. The most Holmes. I think there's a lot of hype about Holmes for next year. Had a pretty good second half of the season. Uh, I think there was a bit of a thread to those questions. Breno, L mate Breno said he stashed him and kicked it in the dick in the second half. Yeah, there's a few people hot on. Uh, Max Holmes, uh, obviously there's probably a few expected retirees down at the Cattery. Saltwood, one of them? Oh, you'd, you'd hope so. He might do a Tom Brady, the fraud, retire and then come back and then not come back. <laughs> Who knows what's going on? Um, but obviously something like Hopper would dampen that. But yeah, Holmes, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Michael 
Josh Ward a good get for 2023 from the Hawthorne um, Football Club? For a keep perspective, yes. Second year blues, definitely a thing. Watch and see. You get him late or off your waivers if he does start to produce. And a 97 on the weekend, Jono. Did well. He did do well. Uh, Coxie says Himmelberg. It, well, that was McVeigh's coaching. Because like, McVeigh, you know, coached him through VFL and Junior, so actually deployed him as someone in defence. But it depends on who they get as a new coach. They might just go, nah, you're a lanky forward. Go back forward and give us 40s and 50s again. So I'm cagey on Himmelberg for next year. Yeah, interesting. A uh, bit of water to go under the bridge here at... GWS, but I don't know. I could get around it. Wait and see for me. Fair enough. And Xavier Kramer, uh, 2023 Noah Anderson will be the Andy Brayshaw of this year. I can get around that. Our man, Noah. I can get around that. All for it. He had a really good year. I don't know what he ended up finishing averaging, but he seemed to have a really good year, Noah Anderson. He almost averaged 100 in in Dream Team. Yeah, like I said, like I, I didn't know what he averaged, but he seemed to have a yeah. good year. So, yeah, you take that. So, room for improvement, especially if the Suns go further and get into the eight. Obviously, teams that make the eight are more fan, fantasy friendly than those that are not. He was pretty consistent. He only had like one dud score all year. He just didn't have any. Well, he had a one forty, but that was really the only banger score. Everything else was sort of one hundred and sixteen was his second highest score. So, really consistent. Well, yeah, it's still pretty good, like your M4, M5 range. Like You take that every day of the week. Yeah, I think I owned him as an M4 in Supercoach, and he was just fine. He was really reliable, never burnt you. Mm. He had a few good scores yeah. in Supercoach, so this fan footy always has that zero in the first game. I don't know why that is, but okay. yeah. Uh, if you click on the thing, maybe it... No, it still gives you the zero. Why's that? Why's that, Monty? Fix that up. What's going on there? <laughs> anyway, good vibes, bad vibes. Good show. It's vibe. Show. It's vibe. It's Marbo. It's just a relaxing show. Have you ever listened to the um, the back chat podcast with Will Schofield? No. I was listening. I was listening to it the other day, and they had Luke Shuey on. And he was telling a story about his son. <laughs> He's walking on the pier, and they saw some fishermen. And his son went up to the bucket, and it's like and the guys like there was octopuses in the bucket. The guys like ah, oh, stay away from the octopus. You know they'll bite you. The Viper and, and Lucio, he goes, Ah, oh, my son turned around. He goes, Nah, I'm not fucking scared of them. I'll just kick him in the dick if they do try to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a it is a really funny podcast. Like they just get like like a lot of West, especially a lot of Western Australian players, ex players on the pod, have a good chat, like stories that we don't know about. So it, it's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. It's amazing. I can't believe the the draft doctors is on. Full blast in the Shuey household. That's that's news to me. <laughs> like, I'll sit at the traffic lights when the, that story came on, and I just pissed myself laughing. Everyone in the cars around me just um looking at me weirdly. Yeah, Luke, when you're out with a month next year, next year with a hamstring, just come on the pod. Good times. Even get Will Schofield. I'm sure he'd do it. They've got they've got a brewery and a distillery of sponsors on this show. 
we're, we're not AFL or ex-AFL players. Yeah, but they come over to Melbourne every year. So if they do that, we get them and then we can just drink their free piss. We do a beer podcast and we don't get free piss. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> Would we want them anyway? I don't, we don't want sponsors. We can't, we're not those corporate... Fucking suck jobs. I don't know. If I'm getting a slab of beer and a bottle of whiskey every week I'd be or a month, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, it's fair play. It's fair play. I just, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's it's like, it's so funny that like gambling sponsorship is like so frowned upon and yet like alcohol would be one of the biggest evils on society and it just passes without, you know, no yeah. scrutiny whatsoever. Mind you, yeah, they do have a good um, idea for their Patreon. They have a fantasy league and got to be a Patreon member to sign up. Two grand final tickets. Yeah, nice. Good prize. Yeah. But mind you, they do four podcasts a week. Four. It's a lot of work. Yeah, shit, man. I couldn't... Yeah, doing two was hard. Remember yeah. when we used to do two? That was tough. What was that? Monday, Thursday or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Good times. No, they weren't. bad times. Oh... All right, listeners, uh, thanks for being with us in the off-season. Uh, we love your support, of course. Keep those questions rolling through. Otherwise, we're going to have to go back to making them up. And that's just effort we don't have. So, again, hit up uh, TWR's Instagram page. What was it? Af- at Rough Riders Quiz. RUF Riders. RUF Riders Quiz on the Instagram for that uh, fundraising uh, memorabilia uh, and others stuff, cricket stuff, John. Oh, oh oof. No, that was that was last year's. This oh, year's wow. all footy by the sound of it. So. I hope there's some cricket stuff because I've got. Uh, I've been saving away my one dollar a week allowance, so I might be able to get a <laughs> Kim Hughes sweatband or some shit like that. Does he still play? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe fifth grade. I don't know. <laughs> Kepler vessels. There you go. Hot ticket items. <laughs> anyway, listeners, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.